Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Key, we're 13 hours away. You got to pace yourself, bro. You got to pace yourself, man. I know. Man. I'm fired up, though. When you, when you hear that voice, you feel what it's going to be like. I feel, I feel I'm, in his, I'm in his brain right now. Like, I, I know at 8 o'clock, like, LeBron is probably up right now just looking at the ceiling. That's how it is in these moments. They're probably at shoot-around. And it could be a yeah, shooter. Yeah, shooter yeah, yeah. He's probably not up looking at the ceiling, just letting you know. Okay, well, you're giving me the timeline. <laughs> I almost cussed your ass out. You're lucky I can't do the way I want to do it. Eventually, he'll be looking at the ceiling because LeBron's been the most ardent supporter of there's shoot nothing around? to do here. So, Eight? Yeah, 8 a.m., get a little shoot around and get some shots up early in the morning. Okay. I thought shoot around would be more, more like mid-morning. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. I mean, but a lot of guys still get up in the morning, get shots up. Okay, I mean, well, what else are you doing in the bubble? Not my business. No, I yeah, don't know. Right. LeBron's been the first to say, I ain't doing nothing in the bubble. So staring at You're the ceiling hoping. is probably coming soon enough for him as they get ready for tonight's Game 1, ABC, 9 p.m. Eastern, Jay and the Countdown crew will obviously take you right through and get you set for I'll be the watching. I don't know unique. if they're getting shots up. I just like messing with kids. <laughs> I'm going to be watching Jay <laughs> Will to tonight on off, Countdown. You know? I'll be watching. The 74th and most unique season and longest season in NBA history. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. <laughs> <laughs> if you are looking for some football chatter, hang with us. In 10 minutes, Matt Castle, well-traveled NFL backup, will join us. A lot of interesting things to get into with Matt. He'll join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. But right now, it's all about LeBron and all about Pat Riley and LeBron. Of course, Pat Riley throwing the rings on the table bringing LeBron to Miami and then of course the bitter parting when he told Riley essentially guys I'm leaving I'm going back to Cleveland I want to give you a couple of quotes one from Riley about when he found out that LeBron was leaving and then one from LeBron on what he thinks and of course they'll meet tonight Riley will be in the crowd and seeing if his Miami Heat back in the finals for the first time since the King was there can upset the King and the Lakers. Okay, so here we go. When LeBron said, I'm going back to Cleveland, quote, Riley, I had two to three days of tremendous anger. I was absolutely livid, he went on to say, which I expressed to myself and my closest friends. My beautiful plan all of a sudden came crashing down. That team in 10 years could have won five or six championships. But I get it. I get the whole chronicle of LeBron's life. LeBron weighing in on Riley's opinion, telling this to ESPN.com. Quote, who do you think he's talking about here? When I decided to leave Miami, I'm not going to name any names. I can't do that. But there were some people that I trusted and built relationships with in those four years who told me I was making the biggest mistake of my career. That guy may be wearing Armani suits and his slick back now gray hair, not black hair. It's been a long time for Pat. Um, Jay, when you hear those two things, just the arc of this story, meeting again tonight with those two in the finals. You know, I, I, there is massive respect between those two, and I think they've came a long way since then. You heard LeBron the other day referring to Pat Riley saying he's probably one of the greatest minds the game has ever seen. The league is not the same without Riles is what they call him. He's a great guy, great motivator, someone who just knows what it takes to win. I, I think that LeBron understands, and I think Pat Riley understands that too. But if you dig deeper, this is what this is what we all we all say the right stuff, Zubin, right? Like LeBron ain't gonna say the wrong stuff. Neither is Pat Riley. But underneath the surface of it, I want to kick your ass. <laughs> I want I want to kick it. I want to beat you up. Like I want you to recognize. Like I, 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 Key, I know you're built this way. I know I'm built this way. I'll say the right thing at the podium. 
I'm going to be respectful. But when we step our feet across that line, it's a different game. Mm. It's a different game. And I know for the way that Pat Riley is built, I know with the way that Mickey and Nick Harrison have built this team, I know with the mentality of the dogs they have on this team, Jimmy Butler, all these guys, like that's, that's, how, that's their MO. That's who they are. So don't think for one second that Pat Riley doesn't want to just mm, take it and just put it right in there to LeBron James because he does. You know, it, 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 uh, Jay will reference me in terms of my mentality. Uh, I was in Tampa, won a Super Bowl with the Bucks. Eventually, I was moved on to the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Two years, three years, three years later, okay. I went to Carolina. Okay. To the Carolina Panthers. This was the first time that I would face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm. in John Gruden. And that week, you're talking about right here, I was like a horse. You got the blinders on. Man, I wasn't talking to no damn body. Look at the stat line. And look what I did to them in that game. Should I look it up? You're more than welcome to look it up. Keep but ch- but, keep but it was more it about, like you said. It's different, I was man. cool. Like, we cool. We won a Super Bowl together. But I'm we cool. ain't cool. But we not cool because I know what you did. I know exactly. what you said to me. And I know what you tried to make people in the universe think about me and who I was as a player and as an individual inside that locker room. So when I get a chance to get a hold of your ass, I'm going <laughs> to gut you. And I did it that time. Then we played him a couple weeks later on Monday Night Football, and I made sure to gut him again. It was just – it was like that. You know what I'm saying? Now, LeBron obviously has played against the Heat since moving on, but not in a, a, a fashion like this. Like for me – I didn't get a chance to play against them in the Super Bowl or anything like that, but that was my first time facing them. And I remember, I didn't forget nothing. Not one damn thing. Not one thing. Every time I caught a pass on their sideline, I would find him. It lets you know. And the only difference, Key, is that Pat Riley, he's going to be in the box above, yeah, of right? of course. But, he, but LeBron's, LeBron's going to be on the court. Yeah, but LeBron can hit that jumper and look, look up. Look at him. And, yeah. and the, the only person that I think the only remnant of that team that he was there is Udonis Haslam, who doesn't yeah. really play. So none of the players for Miami, and I know they're built differently with Jimmy Butler, but they don't have that experience. Like, yeah, we don't try to get you back, LeBron, for leaving. It's not, but Eric it's, Spolster's still there. He's the coach. there, yes. And he, but once and again, Riley's guy. But Espo's not on the court. LeBron's the one on the court. I understand, but you still feel, you still feel, even though you're not on the field playing in the game or on the court playing the game as a coach or, or, or manager or anything that has to do with the organization that you put together, president of a team, general manager, whatever, you still feel oh, yeah. that echo mm-hmm. that LeBron is getting ready to give you. You still feel it. There's no qu- Else we wouldn't even be talking about Pat Riley and LeBron James right now. Pat's going to feel it, and if somehow, if you are correct, and Miami wins tonight, I haven't forgot about the bet, so don't think that you're going to slip away. Uh, if somehow <laughs> I'm not away. I'm not running Miami from wins tonight, LeBron, will, he'll be like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. That's just, that, that's what happens. Well, that's why, you know, as I think Miami will win this game tonight, it's Eric Spolster has a lot of stuff, man. And I'm not saying that Frank Vogel is not a really good coach and he's a defensive-minded coach. But Espo throws a lot of different defenses at you very quickly. Now, I know LeBron is one of the best in the game at processing and reacting on the fly. Very well, fast. But also, doing the, the positive side, of the, the positive thing for LeBron is that he played for Coach Spolster. Even though Spolster knows him as a player, he's played for him. So he kind of knows that 
about different defenses and different things that they could potentially do Fair. to him. Where Eric Sposer has coached him and coached against him, but it's different when a player has so many things in his toolbox to go to. Coach only got so many plans that he can throw at you. They're only going to throw so many plans at you because it affects the other four or five guys that are on the court. I'm just saying, look tonight, you might see an array of different things. You might see a triangle on two. You might see a boxing one. You might see a 3-2 zone, a 2-3 zone, a 1-2. I mean, they're going to throw a lot of different things at them, see how they react. Uh, I do need everybody's help, though. Our handle is at key, J, and Z, right? And we have a bet. I don't, we don't know what we're betting yet. No, 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 no. I don't no, know what we we're do. betting yet, but wait, wait a second, wait a second. I would like to solicit all of our listeners, please give us ideas for what our bet will be tonight, what the payoff will be. I'm picking Miami straight up to win. Key is taking the Lakers straight up to win in just tonight's game, and we need your help with helping us find what the payoff's going to be. So at Key, J, and Z, we need your help. That's all. Now, you can tell me, you can, you can, let's save our idea for later in the show so you can tell people what the bet will be. Okay? I will because we yeah. have to lay out. And yes. I looked up those stats. Key, you had a 31-yard touchdown catch and a four-yard touchdown rush, believe it or not, in the first game against uh, mm. your old squad. And then you caught a four-yard touchdown pass. And by the way, the Panthers won both of those games. We're asking okay, Keyshawn, Key. J. Will, and yeah, Zubin. I was, I was on a mission. He was, he was right. I on see it Twitter, in your face. If the Lakers lose the finals, will it stain LeBron's legacy? This is something we've been talking about all morning. 62% of you have said yes. We've gotten thousands of people with feedback, including this guy, Adam Ballard, two underscore one. Thanks for weighing in. He hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed and said, quote, haters are going to say yes. But if the Lakers win, watch them. Same people say it was because of AD. So even if LeBron wins, it goes to That's how media works. He's right on point. No, not the media, just the haters. Haters are people in general. I'm telling you the conversation I had to do at the gym. He was trying to tell me that. He was saying to say, oh, man, top five dude. That's the only reason why LeBron, if he didn't have a top five. I'm like, but the dude wins only because of top five. And I'm like, so if he win, then, or because of AD. I was like... I just put my I was I'm done with this dude. Were you doing squats? Were you Stop, doing legs? Stop. I know what I know what kind of workout you were doing. Are you doing arms? Are you doing legs? I don't know. Okay. More NBA chatter with Rachel Nichols of the jump coming up in just a bit. Let's get from A to Z and then NFL talk with Matt Castle. <laughs> Feedback is there. We got the soundtrack there. We're ready to go. This is a big story. The Raiders owner, Mark Davis, upset by the sight of maskless Raiders players at a charity event. Now, remember, his head coach, John Gruden, was fined $100,000. The organization was fined a quarter of a million dollars. Mark Davis, the owner, telling our Paul Gutierrez, who covers the Raiders 24-7, 365, that the team is looking into why several players were not wearing masks while attending that charity event Held by Darren Waller, it broke Nevada state rules for the coronavirus pandemic, and it also might have violated NFL regulations. If it means anything, the NFL said they were going to be coming down very hard on any violators. You've already seen, as I mentioned, five coaches be fined a collective $500,000. Serena Williams has withdrawn from the French Open. This happened early this morning. Second round match. She's had an Achilles injury. She had to pull out. This is the last tennis major of 2020. So she'll have to wait to try to get that 24th singles championship, which would put her in a tie with Margaret Court for the most all time in women's tennis history. But it's not going to come 
in Paris. And baseball was just absolutely wild yesterday. First day of the playoffs, the Astros took down Minnesota, who sort of just yacked late. The White Sox, thanks to Lucas Giolito, he had the no-hitter. Remember earlier in the season, he was perfect through six. They're back in the playoffs for the first time in a dozen years, off to a good start. Blake Snell, another great pitching performance to mention, took a no-hitter into the sixth. And the Yankees got a good pitching performance from Garrett Cole and hit home runs all over the place, specifically Judge and Stanton, 12-3. We'll have Michael K., the voice of the Yankees, joining us here in about 17 minutes or so. Today, every single team that is in the playoffs, all 16, eight games, all AL, all NL, all day for the most part on ESPN, ESPN Radio, with the capper being Keys Dodgers taking on the Milwaukee Brewers, who got in with a losing record. And that is A to Z. And it is a pleasure to be joined now by Matt Castle. A reminder, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn it more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Matt, of course, played for the Pats, the Chiefs, the Vikings, the Titans, among others. And Matt, I kind of want to start with that latter team. What's your reaction as a former player to everything that we've heard about the Titans having a COVID outbreak and the closing of their football facility? Right, it's uh, it's a crazy situation, and I wasn't naive to the fact that it might come up at some point during the season, and and then when you see three players, four personnel, part of the same organization, all get it, and then and then it's trying to understand, you know, once this did occur, how was the league and the organization going to handle it, especially with the disruption potentially of the schedule and everything else moving forward, because I know that they're taking every precaution in the world, the rapid testing. They've got the guys wearing uh, ankle bracelets and tracking bracelets around the facility. I talk to some of these guys all the time, and they're saying, yeah, I got tested three, four times this week. And so they're taking every precaution, but then, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and it just takes one person to get it, and then a, a situation like this can come up. What's up, Trojan? Oh, what's up, Trojan? What's up, Key? Doing good, How you man. Doing, buddy? I'm, I'm doing good. Oh, Just this tr- makes me sick. What, man? Be quiet, oh, man. Oh, yeah, come on. man. Come on, man. All that Trojan stuff. All yeah. that hate, Matt. You're going to always get it. You know how people feel about us Trojans. They hate on us all the time. Uh, it's because they want to be us, Key. It's absolutely. They want to be a Trojan. See, absolutely. it's that attitude that doesn't make people like y'all. Okay. Oh, well, you're going to like it. We're going to force <laughs> you to like joking. us. I'm joking. Hey, uh, Matt, what challenges does does this pose for teams during the season when this sort of thing happens? Right. There's a lot of challenges that it poses. Obviously, right now, just even talking to some of the guys on Tennessee Titans, they're like, well, the, the facility shut down, and immediately they're trying to figure out and scramble how are we going to go about the meetings for the week because they're, they're talking about potentially pushing that game to Monday. Maybe you know, they said be ready to play on Sunday to the Steelers, but the, the facts of the matter are this. They, uh, they, they're not into a normal routine. They're going to be doing Zoom calls. You're not going to get your, your typical workouts that you get. And, and for the guys that are a little bit banged up, as you well know, right, you go play on Sunday, you, you're a little bit beat up, but you need – that medical training staff to get you ready to play Sunday, which you're in the training room, getting to your work, doing all the stuff that you need to do with them. That, that's not going to be available because the facility's shut down unless they're doing home calls, which I can't imagine they're doing that. So there's a lot that this encompasses in terms of just the overall, how they get prepared for a game and how they, how they go out and play on a Sunday or on Monday, potentially. Matt, what are your expectations for the Patriots versus the Chiefs? Yeah, you know, it's it's a good question. I love what the Patriots have done so far, but what what the, you know, you you just saw the Chiefs go up against a team that's very built very similar 
similar to what the Patriots are with the Baltimore Ravens, and they were able to go out there and just manhandle them. At the same time, it depends on whether or not the, the, the Patriots can get, get some stops on defense. They've got a great secondary with Stephon Gilmore, J.C. Jackson, Jonathan Jones, the McCourty brothers, Adrian Phillips. I mean, that's, that's the strength of this team going up against the strength of the Kansas City Chiefs. But when you're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, it's like a buzzsaw. They can do it in so many different ways. But, I mean, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Hardman, Sammy Watkins, um, Edwards Alaire. I mean, they've just got so much talent on that team that it's hard to think that, that the Patriots can keep up with them consistently because, because of the, the way that they're structured to run the ball, play good defense. Matt, you've been in this seat before with Bill Belichick, the seat that Cam Newton is occupying right now. You won 11 games with Bill um, when Cam signed on with the Patriots, what was your expectations of the style of offense they would run? Well, my expectations were as soon as they signed Cam, it just depended on whether or not he could get caught up to speed on the terminology. Because my biggest thought early on was, gosh, in that short, finite period of time, it is a tough offense to pick up, not only just terminology, but pass patterns, protection schemes, all the stuff that, that the quarterback position you have to be on top of. But he did it. And then I thought, okay, if he is the quarterback, Josh McDaniels will absolutely scheme up and, and put him in the best position to be successful with the RPOs and with the zone reads and also the play-action pass and all the things that he does well. I've been with Josh McDaniels. I know that he's going to put that player in a position to be successful. So, And now that I'm seeing it, it's absolutely incredible to me, not only how he's embraced this, but the leadership that he's had. And, you know, with that group, they've really come together. And there hasn't been any issues with the snap, with, the fumble, with any fumble issues in the backfield with the RPOs. And it's been pretty incredible to see, you know, where, what the expectation was, which wasn't exactly high in the beginning to what it is now and how they're, they're starting to play with confidence and the type of player that he is and how dynamic he is can hide a lot of the inconsistencies that they might have on an offense. Matt Castle, former NFL quarterback, joined us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Matt, three games in, Patriots and Cam Newton, and you know this, week one, running game plan. Week two, a combination of both. Week three, hammer the running backs and run the football. Now they're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs defense. How do you think that Josh and Bill will approach this game plan different than the other three? Well, you, you know, I I believe that it's going to have to be a ball control game, and we talk about it constantly. When you've got an explosive offense on the other sideline like you do with Kansas City, then you've got to be able to control the game with the run game, get the, win the time of possession battle, and, and you go back – you go back to the Chargers game in week two, that's really what they were able to accomplish early on before the Kansas City came on late and took them to overtime and ended up eventually winning the game. But that's what the Chargers did. They controlled the, they controlled the time of possession. They played good fundamental football. And for, for the Patriots, that's what they're built to do right now. And if you even go back to last year's game, the Kansas City Chiefs ended up – they won, but they scored 17 points in the, in the um, second quarter – but they only scored, I think, three or six points in the whole rest of the game in the second half. So they'll have something for them in terms of the defense. And if they can build on that, run the ball effectively like they have been, and then they've got to be able to, at some point, win in the air. And I don't think this is a game that they're going to try to do it, but at the same time, they've got to mix it in enough to keep them honest. Matt, real quick before we let you go, who's the best quarterback right now in the NFL? you got, obviously, Russell Wilson, there's Aaron Rodgers, there's Pat Mahomes, and Josh Allen is playing pretty good football. But who's the best guy right now? To me, it's Russell Wilson. I mean, just 
what he does week in and week out, the consistency. And I, I'm not taking anything away from from Patrick Mahomes and what he did. He's he's absolutely incredible. I could go either way with this, but I just uh, Patrick. I mean, Russell Wilson, the type of skill set that he has, the deep ball, the ability to throw it so accurately, so consistently, put his team in a position to win week in and week out. Um, you know, he, he's a, spe- a special player. I think right now, in terms of these first three weeks of season, Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the league. All right, man, fight on. <laughs> As Trojans do say, I know it'll be special to watch this weekend, obviously having played with both the Pats and the Chiefs. We'll be watching, and you'll have a special eye on it, knowing both organizations well. Matt, thanks for joining us this morning. Absolutely. Have a great one, guys. Right. Take Matt care, Matt. Castle, USC in the house. Still to come, is Gase gone? What does Daniel Jones need to do? And what's the key for the Yankees? We're in a New York state of mind with the voice of the Yankees, Michael Kay. All of that on the way. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. And that's why they got Garrett Cole. Again, first pitches today, Eastern, noon, one, two, three, four. A couple games at five, including the Yankees and the Indians on ESPN Television and ESPN Radio Brewers. Dodgers will wrap it up at 10 Eastern. And on that Indians-Yankees tip, we welcome in Michael Kay, host of the Michael Kay Show on 98.7 ESPN in New York with Don LaGreca, Peter Rosenberg, and the voice of the Yankees who joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Michael, I know it's just one game, but what did you learn about the Yankees last night? Well, I learned that you could actually turn on a switch because we have not seen that team that often. Uh, they've been Jekyll and Hyde all year. They started 16-6, and six, uh, then they went 5-15, and 15, then they went 10-0, and 0, and then they went 2-6, and six, and they never seemed like everybody got hot at the right time. But they needed that judge home run. I think that set the tone in the first inning. They never looked back. Everybody hit. Glaber Torres got four hits. Giancarlo Stanton had four terrible at-bats, then hit a monster home run at the end of the game. So... Everything that could possibly go right for them went right, and uh, looks like this is the team that they that they built and that they thought would perform like this all the time. MK, can I first off just tell you, as a resident Yankee fan, I'm really glad you're on the show. I have to listen to Key talk about the Dodgers every <laughs> single day, and now we have something to talk about. How how important is Aaron Judge for this team moving forward? 
Uh, Jay, I think he's gigantic. Uh, 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 he he sets the tone. He's kind of the leader of the team without having a captaincy uh, attached to his name. And since he came off the IL, he missed all those games. He started hitting line drives toward the end, but he didn't hit for power. And I felt that he was going to have to let the ball leave the yard for him to be the complete player that he is. And he hits a home run off a pitcher that pretty much was untouchable all year. Those first two batters really set the tone in this game. Uh, DJ LeMayu gets a single to right field. Aaron Judge gets the home run, and all of a sudden, the guy with the 1.63 ERA was very, very vulnerable. I think that buckled the Indians' knees, and that was a game that both teams needed because the Yankees needed it with Cole going, and the Indians needed it with Bieber going, and the Indians didn't just lose, but they really got slapped around. Michael, uh, Masahiro Tanaka is on the mound tonight for the Yankees. He has a 1.7 ERA in the postseason. Can he deal tonight and get this done and close it out for the Yankees? You know what, Key? It's it's so important for all these teams in the playoffs to get done as quickly as possible because the first three rounds of the playoffs without any days off, you don't want to mess around. You don't want to extend series. So this is the perfect time for the Yankees. This guy's a big game pitcher. Carlos Carrasco had a good year as well. But I said before the first game that the team that was best suited to take the, the kneecap would, would have been the Yankees because they had Tanaka the next day. He's such a good big game pitcher. He would love to close it out today. Boone would love to have them close it out so that obviously they could get ready for the second round and get their pitching in order. Okay, MK, let's move over to some in, uh, NYC football here. Ad- yeah, exactly. You know where I'm going. Adam Gase, uh, is he coaching his final game on Thursday? Yeah, I don't know if you guys ever get a chance to listen to my show, but every Tuesday, Keyshawn comes on. He loves Adam Gase. He, he keeps <laughs> telling me how good Adam Gase is <laughs> over and over and over again. It gets sick after a while, but... Uh, I think he's coaching. I, I I just I don't see what the good is in, in in getting rid of him after game four. You know, Keyshawn did say yesterday on the show, you know, you just clean it all out and you start all over again. But you want the best draft pick you could get. This team's not going anywhere. So if Adam Gase is in fact the problem, let them go two and fourteen. Let them go three and thirteen. Get the the number one pick. Then you could choose whether you want to pick Trevor Lawrence or you want to make a Herschel Walker trade and trade Trevor Lawrence. But you know, by having Greg Williams slip in and, and win five games with them, what does that really do for them? I don't think it saves save Sam Darnold or anything like that. It's 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 just an, you don't you don't see football changes in the middle of the season that often because I don't think they do anything. No, you're you're right. They they sometimes they don't, but a lot of times when it's such a, a Bad culture, Mike, in within the locker room. A lot of players, obviously, as well noted, are not extremely happy with Adam Gase and Le'Veon Bell situation. It's just one of those things week in and week out with Adam Gase is such a problem. Let's talk about the quarterback, the other quarterback in New York, uh, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes. Is he the is he the franchise quarterback long term for the Giants, or should they be looking at another quarterback in the future? Well, they think he is. I mean, if he's not, then Dave Gettleman's not going to be there. I mean, he's got something invested in him, and obviously Joe Douglas on the other side really doesn't have anything invested in, in Sam because he's not the one who chose him. McCagnan was. So I think the Giants look at Daniel Jones as, as the guy. And the thing that got me key was that the first two games I saw a lot with him. They had a good um, first half in the first game. They had a good second half in the second game. Then they were horrid for all four quarters in the, in the third game. I guess that's what the deal is with young quarterbacks, and he just turns the ball over too much. He does have a presence. He makes great passes every now and then. He's got maneuverability in the pocket. But the bottom line is you can't turn the ball over two times a game, and I think that really hurt him, and it set the tone for that game as well. That's a game they should have won. I mean, the 49ers were all set to be beaten. That was a, a, a team that was just 
besieged by injuries. I mean, top-flight players, including their quarterback, on a field that was eating them alive, and, and, the, and the Giants couldn't do anything. So that was a tough loss. Mike, that's why I said we lost to the 39ers. Yes, you did. We lost to the 39ers, yes. Hey, I, I just wanted to ask you guys that. Keyshawn's a little bit of an agitator on our show. Is that what he does on your show? Yeah, it's pretty consistent. How am I? consistent. How am I agitator? He throws because papers he, at me during reads. I mean, he, oh, he calls me little man. That. Oh, it's worse than that, though. I mean, he, he goes on Twitter and he like he takes Don Lagreca's side and he takes little shots at me and Peter Rosenberg. He's like he's stirring it up, and I don't know why. I I, I mean, when I grew up, when I was like four or five years old. I was a huge fan of Keyshawn when he was with the Jets. Yeah, before I was, I was even born. Wait, 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 four, 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 wait, four, wait, five years old. Get him, Mike. <laughs> That's all right. I, it, it, Francesca, don't. I mean, Mike. Oh, okay, don't, stop know. it. That's okay. Stop my, it. my mom and dad used to put me in the crib and let me watch the Jet games right through the slats, and I used to love Keyshawn. <laughs> but that oh, was a long time Mike, ago. Mike, please come on more. We need more of you in our lives. We need to check. Anytime. Uh, we need to check twenty three and me or genealogy yeah. I think Mike might have the dates just a little bit. We never uh, know. That's the way I remember it. Zoom. He that's thought I played I with Namath. I get it. <laughs> you the wish crib. you played with Namath. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. that's quarterback yeah, yeah, that, that, with. That probably is true. <laughs> oh well, no, Testaverde was good. Okay. I was talking off the field, kid. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Hey, that, I had my day in New York. Trust me. <laughs> Nobody had Joe Namath's day. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, props to you, Vinny, if you're out there listening. Michael K. Show, weekday afternoons, 255 on 9870 ESPN New York with no lack of things to talk about, certainly. And I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us this morning, and we will definitely have you back. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, Mike, keep Rosenberg in check, man. He gets out of control every once in a while. Oh, believe me, I know. (laughs) From 98.7 to Hot 97 with Rosenberg if you're here in the New York area. All right, Key, I want to get your quick thoughts. Michael, obviously, is well-versed on baseball as anybody, but just your thoughts on the Dodgers tonight. We haven't really talked about it. They're the prohibitive World Series favorite at 3-1 to one, Caesars William Hill. You know, I, I think Kershaw goes tonight. Um, he's been pitching really well. So when you look at, look at that, they're playing against a Brewers, Brewers team, Milwaukee team, that they should beat. They should basically take care of him in two games and move on to the next round. I think when you look at him from a, just from a player standpoint, whether it's Justin Turner, whether it's Mookie Betts or Seager, whoever is out there for us, we should just be taking care of business. I mean, it's, this is an easy, it should be an easy one for us. We could lose. If we mess around and play games, but I don't think that's going to happen. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The Brewers got in on the final Sunday of the regular season, and they are in with a losing record, (laughs) something we really haven't seen in the history of the Major League Baseball playoffs. Obviously, we realize it's a 60-game season, but it is a footnote nonetheless. Still to come, one's got to go. We got some interesting candidates and topics. All could stay, but one's got to go. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. All right, class is dismissed. Everybody go home. No, class is dismissed in an hour and 14 minutes when we're done at 10 a.m. Eastern. We'll talk about just how good the Dallas Cowboys are coming up. At 9 Eastern, they're 1-2, and two, but let's be honest, they could be 3-0 and oh easily. They could be 0-3 easily. Where are they? How good are they? And wait till you see their schedule starting Sunday. We might just be seeing how good they are. That's on the way at 9 a.m. Eastern. Rachel Nichols will join us at 9, 10 a.m. Eastern to talk NBA. Diana Rossini to talk more NFL at 9.30. So plenty of guests on the way on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. We, as always, are presented by Progressive Insurance. Who was that last guest? Diana Rossini, the newly married Diana Rossini, will join us. She's actually was all over the Titan story yesterday, so there's mm. a lot of intriguing news there. That's not just a story one organization is watching. The other 31 are definitely keeping their eyes on it as well. We always like to have a little fun. We're always trying things here on the show since we began here in mid-August. Appreciate you all being with us this morning. And for those of you that have been with us the entire way, we're going to try something this morning called, simply put, One's got to go. So I'm going to give you a list of teams, list of players and categories. They all deserve to be here, but we got to make a tough, tough decision. One's got to go. Let's start with the NFL, fellas. Your top rushers, Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and Dalvin Cook. But key, one's got to go. Der- Derrick Henry has to go for mm-hmm. me. I-, I like him. He's cool. I like what he does. But I, for me, I don't, as a receiver – when you got that dude on the field on your team, you're going to win some games, but you're going to be blocking all the time. You ain't going to get your opportunities because of oh, his, style, I get it now. <laughs> his style of play. You know, that, that, that running back that just, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust and every now and then he might pop a big one. I don't want, I don't, I'm a receiver, man. I'm tired <laughs> of blocking, you know, and, and you're not going to throw me the ball. Facts, I mean, he averages about three and a half yards per carry, right? But he has 30 more carries than anybody else on this list. So, I, I look, I like Cook and Jones. You can utilize them in the backfield to a degree. In the passing game, Derrick Henry has to go. NFC East teams. Well, I mean, I, we have to limit this to one, fellas. Okay, so Cowboys, Eagles, the Washington football team, and Jay's New York Giants. One's <clears throat> got to go. The Giants. Mm. The Giants have got to go. I mean, Washington is hanging around. They're not, they're not good, right? No, they're, they're, not. they're not good at all. But at least they beat the Eagles with that defense They're better line. than us. They beat the Eagles with the D-line, and then obviously the Eagles are still in the mix as well as all four are in the mix for the division, but it looks like it's going to come down to the Cowboys and the Eagles. Had this stat from 2017 to now, the Giants are 12-39. and We show no signs of returning anytime soon to glory. 12-39. and That's got to be among the worst in football. The Browns are like that. Yeah, thanks for for confirming what I already know. No problem. The Bengals are also on that list. The Giants have to go. I'm done talking about them. I'll, I'll make that a three for three. I normally don't weigh in, but I think that one's an obvious one. All right, so your butt is burning. The hot seat coaches. Adam Gase, 
Scalding. Adam Gase, Dan Quinn of the Falcons, Bill O'Brien of the Texans, Vic Fangio of the Denver Broncos. I should note that Gase and Fangio meet tomorrow night when <laughs> week four of the season begins. I would say it's, it's probably Adam Gase because Dan Quinn, you, if you're going to stick with him, he may get it turned around. And, you know, he's been to a Super Bowl. So you kind of give, even though it's not good, you kind of give him a little bit of leeway. Then you said Bill O'Brien, playoff coach, and, you know, General manager, maybe he goes into the owners and says, look, I don't want to be the general manager anymore. I want to be the head coach because it's two heads. I can't think, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Then Vic Fangio, you you lose Von Miller at the beginning of the season. Now you lose your quarterback. Now you're playing with a quarterback off a of practice squad. Right. You lose uh, Court, um, Courtland Sutton. Court, Court and Sutton, the receiver. You lose him, and now you're like, I don't have anything. So give him a little leeway too. This is bad all the way around. I mean, Dan Quinn, what a horrible year. Like, Already. Oh, what a hor- horrendous <laughs> year. Bill O'Brien, okay. I mean, GM, coach, we talked about that key earlier throughout you know, some of our sessions. They're not doing well, not taking Earl Thomas. Okay, that's not going to help the defense either. Vic Fangio, all right. I mean, Adam Gase has to go, but what a horrible list. How about anything but horrible here? Listen to these names. Oldest quarterbacks, oldies but goodies. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, Big Ben. Uh, Philip Rivers. Yeah. I can't. I, I mean, I like Philip. He's cool with all, but right. I can't do nothing with that. Indy ain't going nowhere with him. I mean, that's just what it is, man. He's gonna give you a few right about now, too. A few picks. That's why he's got a one-year deal. Yeah, one-year twenty-five mil. I mean, Brady's getting better week to week. Drew Brees. I I know he can't throw the deep balls. You know, as much oomph as people want right now. But Big Ben is Big Ben. Yeah, Phil Rivers. Let's go, Rivers. Top of the hour, as I mentioned, at 9 Eastern, we'll talk Dallas Cowboys, just how good they are, and any discussion of how good they are has to start with one person and one person <clears> only. Let's take a look at the guys at the top of the passing yardage chart. One's got to go. Dak, obviously, that's who I was referring to. Josh Allen of the undefeated Bills. Matt Ryan of a struggling Falcons team. Or Russell Wilson. I'm guessing the last guy ain't going to go. I've been here all week listening Matt, to you guys. Matt, Matt Ryan is probably the guy to go. Melted ice, no more Matty ice, right? I <laughs> Mel- mean, it's, Melted really? ice? It's just, he's still good, Melted but ice. Well, Josh it's Allen good. is young, Dak Prescott's young, and Russell Wilson is playing out of his mind. Insane. And Matt Ryan can't seem to get things going at a level where even if his defense is struggling and giving up the goods – that he can still bombs away and Julio Jones in and out of the lineup doesn't help him at all. Not that he's a bad player, it's just he's got to go when you're talking about this list. He didn't you, don't, play you, Sunday. you don't think it would be better if Julio Jones were in the lineup? No, but I'm saying I mean, he, with he, him they, in they, and out of the lineup, it, 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 it hurts Matt Ryan. He struggles with that. But when you look at his defense, they struggle, but he's not giving me enough from an offensive standpoint where he's taking control on the offensive side in negating the problems that the defense – presents for their team and Dak is because he had a really no, good Dak performance just, I mean D- Dak is just young and he's been consistent for the three games that he's played in he's I, been he's been consistent okay he's looking like a potential 40 million dollar quarterback all right that's all all right much, I understand much more Matty Ice is still legit I love to have Matty Ice throw me some dimes but you only got to get rid you of one get guy one, yeah much more Dak talk as I mentioned in nine minutes there's a lot of juicy cowboy conversation uh to get into Best NBA coaching vacancy. So what I'm gonna I'm gonna audible here, and Key, I know you're the football player. I'm gonna audible here. Which is the least desirable of these jobs? So one's gotta go, right? If you had to just oh. say, eh, just pass on this one. Clippers, Rockets, Sixers, Pelicans. We should mention the Thunder also do need a coach, but we're gonna keep it to Clippers, Rockets, Sixers, Pelicans. I'm gonna I'm pass on the Rockets. I'm cool. I'm cool on the jump back shot and the 
Westbrook hitting the side of the backboards. I, I don't want hundred miles an hour. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> deal with that right now. I think I get more. I think I get more out of the Clippers superstars. I think I can somehow figure out how to get Embiid to play the way he needs to play, and I don't necessarily need Ben Simmons to shoot the lights out. And then uh, Pelicans are young and exciting, and Zion, if he can stay healthy, he may be a Blake Griffin type. Mm. So you know, that's the way I look at it. Probably, I mean, I, I would have said the Rockets, but I actually take the Sixers here just because I'm not sure how durable Joel Embiid is for the course of his career. He's been battling injuries all day long. So, I mean, and, and is that style of basketball the style of basketball that we're going to see in the immediate future of the way the game is played? Think about how fast. Think about the big for Keys Lakers, Anthony Davis, right? I mean, he does have Dwight Howard, but they play faster. It's the tempo of the game is different. I don't know if Joel fits into that, even though he's a transcendent talent. Best ability is durability. We got one minute to go, so let's just do this with the NFL. Got to have one offense go here. Packers, Seahawks, Bills, Cowboys. One's got to go. Bills. Bills? I, I go Cowboys. Yeah, Bills. 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 I go Cowboys. You say Bills are up 36-3. to one, one of them's got to go. Yeah, Bills I don't want 36-3. But I, don't want the, I just don't want their offense. I'd rather have, I'd rather have Amari Cooper – in in C D Lamb and Dad Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. I'd rather have Russell Wilson. All right. I already said I got I got the Cowboys going. And the Cowboy conversation is on the way. As I mentioned, game one, the PI penalty, Gallup and Ramsey, they dropped it, then the miracle win against Atlanta, then the tough loss against Seattle. So they sit at one and two. But let's be honest, they could easily be three and oh. They could easily be 0 and three. So just how good are the Dallas Cowboys? The fellas discuss when Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin returns. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.